Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Hello and welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema, a craft beer and movie podcast based in Chico, California. My name is Max Minardi. And I'm Johnny Summers. What is happening? We are coming to you on a Monday afternoon, the 23rd of March, 2020, with some very, very fun stuff. If you've never heard the show before, uh, like our name suggests, we cover craft beer and film, usually one movie, usually two craft beers, but sometimes extras of both. Mm-hmm. If you want to know what kind of extras or where you can see old stuff of ours, Johnny Summers, where can people find us on the internet? At Fresh Hop Cinema on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook's Fresh Hop Cinema Pod. Add that P-O-D at the end. And you can also find us on Untapped and Letterboxd, patreon.com slash FHC or Fresh Hop Cinema. Just look, you can find us. That's how you keep the wheels from falling off this Yeesh. thing. Give us a little bit of money. Keep this thing rolling. Obviously, we're not hitting you up too hard for that in these Fair enough. dire yeah, you times. You do what you got to do right now. Yeah, exactly. Don't don't worry about it. But most importantly, Max designed a really cool website, freshhopcinema.com. And that is where you can find our Beer Madness poll. Right. Uh, So if you have been keeping up with us, you know that round one officially ended today. You'll be hearing this podcast, hopefully, if you listen right when it comes out on Tuesday, in which case you can vote on our Sweet 16 of the best uh, West Coast IPAs, less than 9%, through Monday, March 30th at noon. Those polls will close. So if you want to keep weighing in, you can go vote at freshhopcinema.com slash beermadness. Uh, we will, in just a few minutes here, go over the results of round one. I think most of it was pretty predictable, um, but there were some <laughs> some that got very close and some that just got votes where we think maybe they shouldn't have, but we'll discuss that all in a minute. And before we do, I think that no good beer madness discussion could be had without perhaps a delicious beer. Well, yeah, absolutely not. I would say we should dive right in. Yeah. This first beer is brought to us by friend of the show, Patreon family member, Nick Land. Shout out to him. He picked up this for me. Thanks, dude. At Moxa Brewing. It's called Persistence Lager. It's a collaboration that they did with the Pink Boots Society, uh, and it is an American Pilsner with Azaka, Eldorado, Idaho Gem, and Laurel Hops. This is up your alley. Oh, yeah. And it's uh, 5% ABV, 16-ounce can with... Wonder Woman uh, style graphic holding yeah. a wreath of hops on the front, and it's really cool. I'm loving the can. That's what yeah. kind of grabbed my it's attention. Great, uh, yeah, American style pilsners. I'm looking for less of that German maltiness. I'm looking for all of the hops that you just listed. Mm-hmm. Though I must confess, as I've said in the past, I'm not a huge fan of almost any of them. Yeah. So I'm predicting to not love the hoppiness of this beer, but it's a pilsner. It's 5%. It's going to be hopefully refreshing, if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, you've never had this before, though you are a big fan of Moxa. I am a fan of Moxa, and I've also had two of the four-pack already. So, Oh, you got a whole four-pack? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're a fan of this beer, clearly. Oh, that's actually really, really good. It's so crisp and refreshing. Yep. It's bright. Wow, it's, that's zesty. It's punchy, Yeah, uh, but it fades really delightfully. It doesn't linger in any bad way. It just really has a nice finish. It's absolutely huh. crushable. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, yeah, that's really good. I, it's actually a lot brighter hop wise than I thought I was expecting a lot of earthy notes. I'm not getting that. There's some, some tanginess that I wasn't expecting a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, pretty into this dude. Um, this doesn't get distribution anywhere up here, obviously. Um, does Moxie even distribute? Do you know? No. They it's a get, bummer. Yeah. Cause they make great stuff. Yeah, they do. Um, 
Do How you does know, this com- go ahead? Do you know much about like the Pink Boot Society? No, but I was hoping you might be able to tell me. Yeah, it is actually um, a society of female kind of movers and shakers in the beer industry. Dope. Uh, from their website in the Who Are the Pink Boot Society, we're going to read a little. Uh, we are, quote, female movers and shakers in the beer industry. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> That's great. They read my mind. <laughs> we get the beer brewed and fermented with the highest possible quality. We also own breweries, package beer, design beers, serve beers, write about beer, and cover just about any aspect of beer, and we are all women. Most importantly, we teach others we teach other what we know. A little typo. Teach each other? Is that the idea? We teach Probably each other. What we know through our own seminar programs, and we help each other advance our beer careers by raising money for educational scholarships. So it's a cool little collabo. Aside from missing the obvious uh, beer ears, actually, when I say that out loud, it doesn't work. When you said beer careers, I was like, we could combine that. Beer ears. Beer ears, but it sounds, it could be a thousand things. (laughs) Um, This is good, man. Mm -hmm. I I think it's a good cause. That's great. Um, I think it's always like, Beer, alcohol, I watched this great documentary on scotch a while back. Um, and alcohol for the lo- like a lot of industries has been like all male centric, mm-hmm. sort of like the world for a long time. Sure. Um, so to see something like this getting promoted with, with an up, can we still call Mox an up and coming brewery or they, they're pretty well established at this point. Yeah. But still relatively small. Yeah. Relatively small, but, um, uh, an established great brewery. Yeah, sure. I would say. Yeah. Especially on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's cool to see people bolstering each other in that way, especially with how cool and um, connected and um, giving maybe that the craft beer community is. Yeah. Everybody likes to help each other. It's, Definitely. A, it's a lovely thing. Yeah. It's been a very cohesive thing since its beginning. Yes. The whole craft beer industry. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really cool to see this and also absolutely fantastic beer. I yeah. Am- I was going to say, you've had time to sit with Persistence Lager. This is your third experience with it, I think. Um, what Do you have any thoughts you'd like to add or are you ready to rate it? Well, you know, it's bright, it's crisp, it's it's everything you want in an American Pilsner. I'm really, really digging it. I There is that weird just tiny bit of tang. Yeah, a little tang, huh? That I could probably do without, but I mean, it's not killing it for me. It's a solid beer, though, 100%. Sure. How does it compare to one of your other favorite American Pilsners, Trumer? Ooh. Sort of the gold standard, I think, when it comes to, to American Pilsners, as far as you and I are concerned. Yes and no, because Trumer is pretty much dedicated their whole existence to being a German style pilsner. Let's go ahead and just, I'll just pretend we added that. I'll just pretend I didn't even say it. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. Is it? Yeah. It, oh. It's an American manufactured, but they stay pretty true to some German recipes. But what can you it's do? a really good pilsner. Thank like, you. Yes, it is. That's all I meant. Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew that's what Is it meant. just the difference between like the hoppy presence and like the, the aggressive hoppiness versus sort of the more traditional malt bill? Um, I'm not sure if it gets into that or if it's like, you know, subtle differences in fermentation or, you know, like you said, hops, malt, and yeah. yeast. I'm assuming it pretty much comes down to ingredients. Yeah. And I mean, if flavor wise, they do taste different. Like this is clearly more hoppy. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever that tang is, mm-hmm. is very present. And, and Trumer is very unassuming and unaggressive. Yeah. And I wouldn't call this one not aggressive. No, it's definitely got a little bit of a hot bite to it. Yeah. It's like, hello, I'm here. I'm making mm-hmm. a stance about something. And you just got to figure out what that is by drinking all of me. I yep. like it, though. Me too. I like it. Uh, where's it sitting on a scale of 1 to 10? Hmm. This beer feels like a, like a 7.4. Yeah. Sweet. I'm going to go uh, 7. 7 okay. flat for me. It's really good. It is. It's really tasty. It's way above average. I'm not going to go out of my way to travel for it. Sure. You know, like in the eights where I'm going to make a road trip yeah, for right. it. But, you know, Nick was going to the brewery and I said, yeah. I like most beer. lagers that oh, yeah. most places make, you know, like... You see a lager or a pilsner from 
a really solid brewery like Moxie, yeah. assuming it's going to be yeah. really good. I mean, same with New Glory, like their NGB pills that they put out every once in a while. I don't know that I've had that. It's very good. Is it? Um, yeah. And you know, what's the one from, I think it's called, it's from Green Flash, if I'm not mistaken. It's, it might just be called GFB. But that's I that's mean, the that's Green also, Flash beer. Is it a Pilsner, though? I don't know. I think they have one. If that's the one I'm thinking of, I was going to say before I interrupted my own thoughts, I was going to be like, I like most most Pilsners that breweries do. But then I thought of that one. I was like, I don't actually think that's true. I think that Pilsners are pretty easy to mess up. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this. Like, yeah. There's not much to hide behind. Yeah. And if you do, any off flavors are going to be like doubled or tripled when you notice them. And they're one of the hardest styles to actually right. make. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of whenever you do get something like this. And even though it's a seven for me, it's a great beer. It's 5%. You could sip it all day long. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were just talking about um, some of our Sierra Nevada beers uh, here in town. And you and I, before we start recording. Um, and like some of them, yeah, you go on like eight or 9%. You're like, you can have like two of those before mm-hmm. you kind of stop enjoying all the nuance and you're enjoying the booze. You're like, oh, I can't feel it in my face. I yeah. don't know what this tastes like anymore. So I've also had a week where I've been up with horses a lot and uh, staying away from people, but we, there's been like a lot of Coors Lights up there. Mm-hmm. And I'm just over, like, that's a American lager, but it's, it's gross compared to this. Just <laughs> not, not even close, you know? Yeah. Uh, and similar ABV. If you're so. going to drink cheap beer, we drink Rolling Rock, remember? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my point is, uh, even though I'm saying seven, I really do like this beer. Oh, yeah. Seven's a good rating. So It is. It's fantastic. Uh, seven for me. 7.4 for you. Persistence Lager from Moxa. Uh, travel if you want to get it. I think they probably have it a lot. I think it's gone now. They will have it again. Someday. Once yeah. in the future. Yeah. Okay. Let's move right along. Into our Beer Madness tournament. Johnny, if anybody's just joining us for the first time on the show, what is what is Beer Madness? Well, before all this, because Max is a modern-day Nostradamus, he decided to have a beer-style or March Madness-style beer tournament. So we've got – we started with, what, 32? Started with 30 – well, we started with, like, I think our long list was, like, 49 beers. Yeah. And we had to eliminate that down to 32 so we could have a bracket. Yeah. yeah so we ha- we're, we're doing ourselves a full bracket with all online voting. All the polls are on our website. It's full fan participation. I voted. Max voted. If yep. you're listening, you probably voted. If you didn't, you should have. Yeah. You still can in the next round. So Yeah. And it's cool because this is one of the only things to do right now. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I've been watching highlights from the American Cornhole You still League. on that? Yeah. Yeah. Been watching that. Last week it was like you're watching it now it's highlights. Yeah. yeah no, I've okay. gone back and watched like the championship matches for yeah. the last four years. Yeah. It's it's my, getting my, sad. My mom is watching March Madness in two thousand eight. Nice. She's like just watching the reruns because she's so mad that yeah she can't go. Uh, yeah, I'm a little upset that it's not happening too. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're missing sports, you've got us. Right, you have this. Um, and if you have been paying attention, like we said at the beginning of the episode, round one is officially closed, and we have some results to share with you. Give me some highlights, Let's, Max. I think we'll take some turns, maybe do a couple at a time. But I want to start off with what I thought was going to be a complete shutout. A blowout, if you will. What's another? That's it, shutout. It's like uh, nobody scores. A barn burner. Sure, a barn burner, know. if you will. Um, we had In our first matchup, we had Pliny the Elder going up against uh, Rebel IPA from Samuel Adams Brewing. Yep. Um, if you watch sports, you are certainly aware of Sam Adams. If you drink beer, you are probably also aware of Sam Adams. Uh, though I bet that the crossover between craft, I bet you most sports people, strictly sports, not beer, don't know about Pliny the Elder. That said, most of our audience is craft beer people rather than sports people. Fair? Mm-hmm. So I predicted this would be like 100% to 0%. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not correct, though Pliny the Elder still did win with 90% to 10 over Sam Adams. It was just a shocking like 10% of people? That seems high. 
Well, you know, uh, Sam Adams is a big, big name. This is another thing. They did reach out to, like, we reached out to breweries, like, hey, your beer's up for the running. And, and Sam Adams, uh, I think, like, posted something about it because uh, it the same day that they got back to us, their votes went up mm-hmm. significantly. Yeah, they tweeted at us. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, we also had, in terms of um, not super close races, we had Fresh Squeezed from Deschutes going up against Delicious IPA from Stone. Uh, both very good beers. That's mm-hmm. the point. We're here. This is our final list. These are all really good beers, minus maybe Sam Adams. Yep. It's fine. Um, and Fresh Squeeze took it, 67% to 33%. We also had local favorite Hexagenia from Fall River going up against Brew Free or Dye's Blood Orange. And that one, 65 to 35%. Uh, Johnny Zummers, I'm going to hand you this here result paper. There's at least one more uh, not super close race on there towards the bottom that I think you should share with us. Yeah, the not super close was Booming Rollers versus Centennial from Founders. And Booming yeah. Rollers ran away with it. Yeah. Booming Rollers ran a train on <laughs> Centennial. Uh, did you Do you like Centennial? You voted for Azaka in the play-in round, but... Yeah. Uh, like Centennial's Centennial? fine. Yeah. Booming Rollers, in my opinion, superior beer. Booming Rollers, in I think both of our brackets, makes it pretty far mm-hmm. in our predictions. Yep. Um, we had one more um, sort of not close race, and let me know what that one is, because I think... Sometimes here, it's also some people haven't had beers, and we'll get into one of your uh, most upsetting rounds here in a second due to people not have, having had it. But what do you got in front of you? Uh, do you want to talk about the Two-Hearted Citradelic, or do you want to talk about Ooh. the Ubedank? I want I would save the Ubedank for me. Okay. And the fact that you call it Ubedank feels rude to your friend Mayberry. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> yeah, so Two-Hearted uh, from Bells and Citradelic were in kind of a tight race for a minute. Uh, and then yes. uh, Bells actually... Was it Bells that got involved? They did. There's a couple. But yeah, yep. Bells definitely stepped it up. Bells stepped it up with their social media game and caped for their beer. And that that beer came out pretty far ahead. Yeah, what was it? Uh, that would be two-hearted. So, uh, what was the? Sorry, what oh, was the? 69% to 31%. Yeah. So Not ran exactly away with close. some of the vote there. Yep. Um, would you please also direct your attention, Johnny Summers, to matchup nine before we move on? I remember, I don't know the final numbers actually off the top of my head, but this was also one that uh, we have a long history with. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so give me the breweries and the beers real quick before we get to the actual results. Yeah, so we've got, you know, n- internationally highly rated IPA. It's Dub- our number. Yeah. Double Sunshine Was- from Lawson's Finest Liquids. Yes. One of the best beers in a can you will find anywhere on the planet. It was our number two seed in the tournament. Yeah. So very and that's, good thoughts. And we sourced that from Beer Advocate and Untapped. So yes. this is in our opinions. This was the number two seed according to the nation. Correct. So we had them faced up against Angel City IPA. And if you if you haven't been a very long time listener of the show, that is a beer that we reviewed in the very early days, I think it was like episode seven or nine or something like that. We did it in conjunction with La La Land, the movie. And at this point, it's clear that we got an old one. Yeah. And I think we might have even touched on that on the show, but we did not like that beer. Lowest rated beer in history? Correct. Yeah. Um. So when what we expected to be like another almost complete shutout did not turn out to be that, we were surprised. Yeah. Some of that had to do with Angel City's involvement. Mm-hmm. They got real active. They did. Yeah. And people like their beer. They're, yeah. The people in that area really like that beer. It makes me think that their beer fresh might be really good. I know. I actually, you know, I, a friend, actually, new, new Patreon person, Sophie, when I was down visiting her several years ago, and she took me to a brewery, and it wasn't until recently that she was like, oh, because I liked all the beers. We had a flight, and she was like, that was Angel City. We went to that. I was like, okay. Like, we clearly have to revisit it. We'll have to bring her 
up. Have yeah. her bring yes. us up some. That she said great. she's going to visit sometime, and we'll have her bring Silent some handshake. fresh. Yeah, yes. that'd be great. 100%. And uh, I'm going to touch on one more matchup before we get into... Wait, what did you say the results were for that? I didn't say, bro. Okay. So, yeah, that's right. Double sunshine. We got to finish up on that. So they both stepped up their their social media game. I think uh, Lawson's put us on their Instagram a couple times. They did, and I want to point this out just once because I feel like it's worth it. Um, Angel City start like the brewery itself started promoting the thing. Like, all right, go vote for us in this, and then they started like creeping up to the point where I noticed. I was like, this this is weird. Mm -hmm. So then I reached out to Lawson's. I was like, hey. Just so you guys know, if you want to promote our thing, you're gonna you're a number two in the nation. You're gonna lose to somebody that's not that. They uh, Angel City was our thirty one. Just had to give them a shout and let them know that the race was pretty close. <laughs> and then they picked it up uh, pretty significantly after that. So yeah, I think it all balanced out. Yeah. But what was the final result? So the final result was Double Sunshine did win with sixty two percent of the vote. Yeah, they closed it or expanded the gap. I guess yeah, they expanded. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about one more matchup, and I hate that I did this to you. But again, it wasn't me. This was this was the numbers. I understand. Okay. I understand how seedings work, and sometimes okay. your horse loses in the first round. Fair enough. It's what was your horse? Fine. Mayberry yeah. IPA from El Segundo. It's my favorite IPA. To be fair, it was one of my favorites, too. Yeah. It's one of my favorite IPAs that I've had in the last year. year yeah. And uh, yep. they just came out with brand new, freshly canned 16-ounce four-packs, and mm-hmm. I've consumed a few of those. They're so good. Uh yeah, and this beer, my favorite, mm-hmm. Mayberry, went up against local powerhouse and perennial favorite, Ubedank. Right, Ubedank from New Glory. Sat yeah. actually at our 18th seed in the tournament, and uh, Mayberry was 15. So mm-hmm. on paper, Mayberry should have won. Yeah, and you're looking at Mayberry, which is a beer that it's another great beer from El Segundo. They put out yeah. great hops yep. consistently. They're already on the map. And then you're looking at a beer called Ubedank that put a brewery on the map yep. that yep. beer pulled them out of a major slump yep they were really not doing great there for a few years uh bordering on failing completely yeah. in my opinion and that beer and a change in branding and a change in, in yeah. leadership yep. really brought that brewery out of the stone age and out of the dust and into cultural uh and societal relevance so with a powerful beer like that you can't be surprised when it eliminates uh mayberry and takes it in the first round yes uh, taking 56 percent of the vote given it was it was yeah, close getting a little closer we're getting into that into the closer races here but um I'm sad to see Mayberry go. It's great. I bought a four-pack of it in Pints the other day, which mm-hmm. I didn't know they had. Yeah. And I drank all of them. It's a delicious beer, but so is Ubenank. Like, we both love that beer, too. Yeah. Uh, just a lot of heartbreak. It's a noble, noble defeat. Uh, yeah. If you're going to lose lose to something, I think that's going to go a ways in this competition. Fair. Uh, or at least a very great beer also. So Yeah. Some of the uh, some of the less tight races, not blowouts, but not, not neck and neck. We had Phantom Bride going up against Space Cake from Clown Shoes. That's... Phantom Bride from Belching Beaver, which we have, I think we've covered both on this show sometime in the past. Uh, Phantom Bride took it with 55 to 45. Uh, we also had, thank you so much, sir. Uh, we had Revision IPA going up against Racer 5. I went Racer 5 in this when I voted. Which one do you like? Racer 5. Racer 5. Uh, sadly for us, that is not the case that everybody else thinks. Revision took it with 55%. Hey, the um, people spoke. The people spoke. That's why it's a tournament. Yeah. If this was just us deciding, it would have been over a long time ago. Yes. We also have a sort of the, the the old craft beer show down here. We had Torpedo from Sierra Nevada going against the 60-minute IPA from Dogfish. Had both mm-hmm. um, two of the flagship craft beer breweries back in the 80s. Classic. Um, maybe no surprise because we are in the hometown of Sierra Nevada. Torpedo took it. With sixty-two percent of the vote to thirty-eight percent, uh, we had Nelson Nelson from Alpine going up against another local, Electric Oats from Secret Trail, 
Alpine actually took it with 58%. We had, uh, let's see, Citraholic from Beachwood versus Citra Solo from Lead Dog with Citraholic taking it with 62. And then we get into slightly closer races here. We had, this is a really contentious one, uh, Swami's from Pizza Port mm-hmm. against Maui Wowie from Altamont. Yeah. People love Altamont, I guess. They yeah. love Maui Wowie. I thought it was like a kitschy, weird beer that nobody liked. Hmm. Um, but then I had enough people be like, no, you should put that in the running. Um, of those two, which did you like better? What was the first one? Swami's. Swami's. Oh, it just depends on the mood. Okay. But I like them both for sure. Yeah. If, if, by and large, I'd probably reach for a Swami's more so. Yeah, totally. But I mean, they're both definitely good. Which yeah. one won? Swami's won. Uh, and that's what I voted for as well. It took 53% of the votes. So we're narrowing it down a little bit. Now mm-hmm. we had 47. Pretty, pretty good. Um, we also had, um, let's see. Oh, sure. Uh, Space Dust from Elysian. A weirdly ubiquitous beer. It's, it's like in every movie theater. I can't figure that out. It was in, it's obviously in ours when it's open. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it in a movie theater in Seattle. I saw it in one, um, where was that? It was like Santa Barbara or something. Pretty sure Budweiser bought Elysian. Ooh, really? So that's why you're seeing that get that kind of that's, coverage. That makes sense. Uh, well, the other one was, was Union Jack from Firestone mm. Walker. Uh, a pretty classic staple of the IPA world. Mm-hmm. This was another close one, but Space Dust took it with 52% of the vote. Okay. Narrowing it down. Yeah. Um, okay, here's another, I think, pretty good one, which is High Ally from Cigar City in Florida mm-hmm. versus Lagunitas IPA. That is a good as, one. As, a, as standard IPAs as they go, that's like, that's the... That's the one. I thought this, just looking at the bracket the very first time, I thought this was going to be a hard-fought matchup. So did I. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Maybe you do. But where was Hylai, um in our seed list versus Lagunitas? Uh, Hylai was at number seven. That's that's up there, man. Yeah, and Lagunitas was way down on the bottom at 26. See, I, in my brain, that's insane because like every... Start rhyming. Um, like everybody here knows and loves Lagunitas, and I feel like only craft beer nerds drink Hylai, but maybe that's not true. It's not true because uh, Highlight was a craft beer nerd's uh, beer before it got distro here. Oh, sure. But now Highlight is here on tap pretty much like everywhere. Drinks it. It's really good. That's fair. Like we used to trade for it, and now it's it's kind of like the same thing as almost like Pliny, where like it was super sought sought after, yeah. and yeah. now you just have the chance to appreciate it all the time because it's just on draft. Yeah. You can buy cans of it yeah. all the time. Sure. So which which one won? Yeah, I mean, Highlight took it, uh, 58 to 42, See, so not to, the closest. To me, that surprises me a little bit. Really? I thought Lagunitas was a bit more of like a West Coast local favorite. I did too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. like I think that's everyone that voted being mainly from the West Coast, having a shiny yeah. new toy. Possibly, man. I also like just between the two, I mean, like I've talked about Lagunitas for me being so malty and heavy and almost unenjoyably so if you've had more than two. Yeah. And Hialai, when fresh, mm. is consistently or on just draft. light or on draft, um, just drinkable and light. And, and ju- I think it's a great beer. I think that 58% is a pretty decisive win and deservedly so. One of my favorite experiences with Hialai was when I was out in Tennessee for the Craft Brewers Conference yeah. a couple years ago. And yep. they had a... A whole park in the middle of downtown Nashville mm. taken over. Oh, you told me about this. Yeah, and they yeah. had Canarchy, and yeah. uh, you could just buy cans of beer. And they had obviously like Oscar Blues, and yes. a bunch of people were there. And I was just like double fisting highlights. That's the way to go, man. It was so good, and it was fresh. And the Cigar City reps were there giving out stickers. It was fun. Yeah, fell in love even more with that beer. Good. Uh, our very last match matchup was Hops of Wrath from uh, our friends over at Dust Bowl. What's up, local boys? And going up against another craft beer staple, Sculpin from Ballast Point. Uh, a beer that took the craft beer world by storm maybe five years ago is when I've really, maybe four, really started seeing it. And then they came out with their grapefruit variant. They also did like a habanero one, mm-hmm. which I think was pretty gross. Mm-hmm. But 
The Sculpin is a fan favorite. Um, Johnny, would you mind telling me where Sculpin sat on our seed list? Sculpin is at number four. Yeah. People really love Sculpin. And if you could tell me where Hops of Wrath is, that would be great. Way down at 29. I was really, really pulling for Hops of Wrath. Yeah. Um, I hadn't had it in a while, but I remember liking it. And for a minute there, it was a very tight race. Mm-hmm. I remember looking uh, maybe three days ago, and it was, I think it was like f- like 49 to 51 or something. Um, sadly or fortunately, depending on who you voted for, Sculpin did come out ahead 57% to Dust Bowls, Hops of Wrath, coming in at 43%. Nice. All in all, I think we're off to a good start. Yeah, me too. We're going to post on social media all the winners yep. of this first round. And also, we should run through some of the matchups going into round two right now. This would be the perfect time to do that. Do we have that yet? Absolutely, we do. Hit me with them matchups, baby boy. Okay, again, this is the Sweet 16. It's available now to cast your votes through March 30th at noon. Yeah, that recap was just the boring stuff about who lost. This is the yeah, this is it. Okay, stuff. so we're going to make maybe a couple of predictions. Uh I see we nah. do predictions. You don't want even want nope. to bother. Okay, we're gonna display the facts. My predictions are already done. I don't want to sway sway people. Okay, fair enough, bro. We're influencers. Fair. We're like hot girls on Instagram. Okay, <laughs> we're better than that. Exactly. Okay. Uh, matchup number one, Johnny. What do we have? We're influencers with our clothes on. Absolutely. Uh, matchup number one. We've got the number one seed, Pliny the Elder, going against the seventeen seed, Phantom Bride from Belching Beaver. Both delicious beers. This can be a good matchup. It should be should be again pretty decisive. These are both really popular. Obviously, yeah. the number one seed is going to be the huge favorite. Sure, but I think. Phantom Bride's really popular. I know, dude. This is why I'm so like the first round, again, no real upsets, but I do think coming into the Sweet 16, we might have some pretty, pretty strange things happen. Things at least deep. I hope. Look at that, that third one, fourth one down, boys. Yeah, let's yeah. just keep going. Yeah. Okay, so in our second matchup, we have Fresh Squeeze from Deschutes going against Hexagenia from Fall River. Both malt heavy, good local favorite IPAs. I mean, they're not, Deschutes' not local, but local people love that beer. It's, uh, I right. would almost good. say that they're local. They're, they feel local. I mean, that's true compared to some of these others. They're yeah. both uh, West Coast and, you know, yeah. uh, staples at this point of the craft mm-hmm. beer world. Uh, Fresh Squeeze is our number eight seed versus Hexagenia, which is number nine. Yeah. And like Should you be said, close. very multi. Two very similar teams, yep, if totally. you will, facing off. Johnny, third matchup. Third matchup is going to be the number four seed Sculpin from Ballast Point taken on the 20 seed Space Dust from Elysian. These yeah. are two corporate yeah. juggernauts yeah, right. duking yeah. it out. Uh, in a ring with For the gold, corporate teats with gold plated go- gloves, they don't need to win. No, they don't care. They don't care. They're the Floyd Mayweather's of these tournaments. It's worth pointing out. Yeah, not, neither of those two breweries reached back out. Yeah, so maybe that says something. Care. I hope they both lose. The next two <laughs> matchups are very exciting. Yeah, we've got our number five with Two Hearted Ale from Bell's, world renowned. Beat out Pliny in a uh, home brewers. Uh, what is? I can't remember the actual certification, but very good beer. People love it. Put them on the map. Nice, it's delicious. Against our number twenty one. Revision. Yep. Very local, very loved in Chico. Yeah, I think probably consumed more than Two Hearted. For sure. So that'll be an interesting matchup as well. It's also worth noting, I mean, this is very West Coast based, especially in terms of our voting demographic, but I did want to point out, we had, um, if I remember correctly, voters from 26 states. Hell yeah. So that's kind of what we're dealing with. Most of those, I think like 80% are California. Nice. Um, But still- with with the addition of like Sam Adams reaching out or Lawson's, there is some sort of cool pull from other regions of America. That's right. We're na- we're national. One in Brazil. Hell yeah. So international. Hell yeah. Johnny, fourth matchup. What do we got? Fourth matchup. I'm very excited for this one. We Fifth have the, matchup. I'm sorry. That's fine. We have the number two seed, uh, Lawson's mm-hmm. finest liquids, double sunshine, going against New Glory. They knocked out my suit. my pick. Yeah. This is upset territory. Ooh. Like. Ubinant came away so decisively. Yeah. 
I don't know. That's gonna, know. Be, that's gonna be a fun one to watch. I know. I'm looking forward to looking at the polls on this one. Yeah, right after that, we have our number seven seed again, High Alive from Cigar City, going up against one of my favorites here in Nevada's Torpedo. Yeah, it's our number twenty three. Doesn't stand a chance on paper, but again, we're in Chico. You never know. And you know, we've had upsets before. We're gonna have some more, I think, in this round. Yeah. Uh, okay, Johnny. Here's another one. Did we have any upsets? Not really. Oh no. Were there I any? Mean, no. Were there no, any? Not Did, really. No. I mean, ranking wise. Oh, uh, yeah, that's how you know if well, it's an upset. Sure. Well, tell me about this next one, and I'll let you know. Okay. So the next one we have is Nelson from Alpine Brewing going up against Swami's from Pizza Port. Interesting right. matchup. Where do they sit in the seating? So Nelson's coming in at number three. Swami's coming in num- number 19. Uh, both local, both California, uh, both Southern California, actually. So yep. it's kind of a SoCal matchup. And the ranking difference is, is very significant there. Yep. So looking forward to seeing how that one goes. And our last matchup. Yeah, we had, um, I mean, so we had Maui Wowie against Swami's. Again, Swami's won. It was our number 19. Maui Wowie was 14, mm-hmm. um, which is not the craziest thing, but it is intense. The biggest one that I found uh, was the uh, Dogfish Head 60-minute IPA against Torpedo. Okay. The 10th versus the 23rd, respectively. Okay. Um, and Torpedo uh, wiped the floor with 60-minute IPA. Yeah, small upset was the uh, Space Dust they were a 20 mm-hmm, seed mm-hmm. coming in over sure. Union Jack. But, I mean, that was 20 seed, 13 seed. Yeah, it's, that's it's the middle of the pack. Ending. But if we do have something like Nelson um, against Swamis and Swamis wins, again, three versus 19, that's that's something. Yeah, exactly. The very last matchup I think will be a runaway, uh, but it's Citraholic from Beachwood versus Booming Rollers. Times. For me, this is even this is maybe one of the best matchups. Right. For me, those beers are both so comparable. Really? And yeah, Citraholic, if you haven't had a fresh can of it in a while. I haven't. World class. Okay. One of the best out there. So, really? Yeah. It is I'm, our number six seed in the tournament. Yeah. Booming Rollers is 11. Mm-hmm. I was just saying, good. if you've drank both of these beers fresh, this is going to be a coin toss, in Ooh. my opinion. And you don't, do you, yeah, uh, I know who you voted for. I've seen your bracket. But okay, cool. Uh it's going to be a fun, it's getting, it's going to get fun. It is. Is what I think. I think people should try and grab a can of both of these. I don't know if Booming Rollers is out right now. I think it is actually. I think it is too. I'm pretty sure it is. So this could be one that like, we could actually do both these beers for the show sometime or just totally. for fun. Dude, just like honestly, it'd be fun. Maybe once we get down to uh, the next week, the Elite Eight here, mm-hmm. uh, we'll try to do a little segment here. If not on our full episode, maybe part of it, but then the rest on Patreon. Yeah. And like compare them side by side. Cause, Definitely. Because a lot of these are going to be tough. Tough decisions, I think. And if it's possible for the the week of the championship, we're gonna drink those two beers. That was the whole plan, man. Yeah. My whole plan was like to once we got final four to like have a bar hang and, and like put these beers together and, and coronavirus stuff has prevented that, obviously. Yeah. Um, but you know, we're not talking about that. No, who cares? It's the devil, Bobby. We'll drink them anyways. <laughs> yeah. Uh okay. If you want to go vote. That's right. Freshopcinema.com slash beer badness. Young Maxwell, when will the Please. voting be live? It was. It is live now. If you're hearing this, it is oh. open until uh, Monday the 30th at noon. So nice. vote before that. If you're hearing this, like on, you're like, oh no, they put this out on Tuesday. Surely I've missed it. Just do a little bit of looking at your calendar. You're probably fine. You have until the end of the month. Correct. So go vote. We're gonna move right along into flick picks. Oh my god. Um, what did you write down for yours? Because I think you had uh, less than me. I'm not gonna talk much about all of mine, but I did have a few. Mine's gonna take over. Okay. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, very briefly then, uh, I watched several movies this week, been stuck inside. Um, I watched for the first time uh, in my adult life a film called Tremors. Okay. It came out in 1990. Kevin Bacon Kevin flick. Bacon. Uh, and another guy that I can't think of right now. I had his name just a moment ago and now I lost it. Doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't matter. He's probably uh, dead. The quick synopsis of Tremors, if you don't know somehow, I didn't really. <laughs> there's this outskirt town where there's like 
25 people and Kevin Bacon works there. And there's this girl who's a geologist that comes in and uh oh, there's some vibrations. And turns out it's these big worms that like to eat people, but they're blind. Big, scary worms. Big, scary worms. And they have to defend the town and themselves and fight for their lives against these big, blind, phallic things. And that's Tremors. If you haven't seen it, check it out. I think it's a worthwhile, um, at the time, unintentionally B-movie, scary movie. Hell yeah. I guess kind of scary, but not. Really? It was at the time. Yeah. And I also think the, the the visual effects, the practical effects look pretty good. They're pretty cool. Like they, they really committed to slime. Yeah. It's like, it's so gooey, the, the movie. The viscosity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just gross. Yeah. So, and, and that's a very tangible part of fear for me. It's like, ugh. It's like, ugh. That's how I feel. I just like re- recoiled. Um, I also revisited The Lighthouse with uh, Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. Came out in 2019. Uh, we have an episode on that. Go look for it if you want. Though, you were not there for that, Johnny. Nope. And you still haven't seen it? Nope. Gotta watch it. I will. Very lastly, I watched The Grand Budapest Hotel. Love that yeah, movie. Yeah, Wes Anderson movie if you haven't seen it. Um, Ray Fiennes is in it as well as many, many, many other people. Uh, it's on, I believe, no, I rented it. I rented it from all the best. Okay. But I think it's you can you can purchase it on Amazon Prime if you want. Nice. If you like Wes Anderson, it's right up that alley. It's so good. Um, Ray Fiennes is fantastic. It's Saoirse Ronan's in it, which I didn't remember until mm-hmm. I saw it. I was like, oh my God, she was in this? Well, because when you saw it, maybe the first time, or yeah, for me, wasn't. like the first time I saw it, she wasn't. She didn't have a name at that point. No, she was not of note. Yeah. Um, but it's a it's a very wonderfully funny and charming and visually just gorgeous movie, like all of it. his ours yep. are. Um, but what is, what is yours that's going to take over uh, this conversation? Well, I watched something and uh, it, it caught me off guard big time i put it okay. on just thinking it wouldn't it would be just another documentary sure. series and then i realized this is a thing this okay. is going to be a cultural thing sure. and it took over a solid seven hours of my life wow talking about the tiger king the tiger king tiger king for most of us i assume that don't know what that is oh <laughs> what is it my god it is the craziest shit i've ever seen i'm not even joking okay, walk me through it all right so you're diving deep into the seedy underbelly of private zoos oh. and tiger breeding in America. Okay. Getting wonky already. Sure. And you meet multiple people that own these weird little zoos. There's this one guy that kind of basically, you mild spoiler, find out kind of runs a sex cult sure. with uh, tigers as the ploy to get women to come in there. It's It's some wild stuff, dude. And it's all real life. And the main character is this guy. <laughs> he looks so The funny. Tiger King. Yeah. He is fabulously gay, gun-toting, tiger-raising, Oklahoma dude named Joe Exotic. You didn't even touch on his looks. He's got a handlebar mustache and a weird a blonde mullet. Blonde mullet. Bleach blonde mullet. What eyebrow man. rings. All the business. And, like, just the most ridiculous outfits. Like, he's wearing this, oh like... What is that? Like sequiny? It's like a sequined like turquoise tiger print shirt. Can I tell you my favorite part of this picture that nobody else can see? Is very subtly. You don't even register it unless you really look. He's a he has a full on tiger printed in a tattoo on his chest. On his chest peeking you out. Barely see it. Yeah, but you feel it without even noticing. Oh it. yeah, this man is a tiger. Oh my god, I think yes. this is is what he's going for. And he's always carrying guns. Of he's he is. absolutely insane, and it's dealing with. This guy, these other zoo owners, this crazy lady that may or may not have killed her husband that is like cool. against him that works with like PETA. Yep. Dude, 
It is one of the most insane documentaries I've ever seen, and I guarantee you everyone will be talking about this for at least the length of this quarantine. Okay. This is the shit. Dude. This, is, this it, is the quarantine shit. Uh, you saw it where? Uh, on Netflix. On Netflix. It's a Netflix original. It dropped not that long ago, and it is some of the wildest real stuff. Oh, by the way, Joe Exotic. Con- That's his, yeah. yeah, country singer. Of course he is. Sing songs about <laughs> tigers. And they play some of his music videos in the documentary. It is the most cringy, glorious, ridiculous, oh my God. Yeah. You have to watch it. Okay. Yeah, it was it's, released March 20th, so three days old at this point. It's must-see television. Seven episodes. I've man. already recommended it to two people. They've sure. watched the whole thing and said, Joe Exotic is my god now. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's so wild. It's so outlandish. Uh, my whole dad's side of the family's from Oklahoma, and I've spent time out there. Yeah. I can testify these people exist. Oh, I don't doubt These that. are real. I don't doubt that at all. Watch the series, though, and then, yeah, because people don't know, man, but this is like an actual glimpse. Yeah. And like the, there was a reality show that was getting filmed about this guy. Checks and then, out. okay, there was so much. There's yeah. alleged murder for hire. There's, <laughs> oh, do you, by, by Tiger by chance? There's a couple alleged murders that might have been Tiger involved. How are you not going to use a Tiger? Yeah, exactly. For this guy. Yeah. So, yeah. Dude, it took over my life. I watched one episode and I, I laughed and was fascinated, enamored. How long are the episodes? Uh, about 45 minutes each, and there's seven of them. Yeah. It got a little long. They probably could have shaved off two of them, but they were interesting. It never lost me, and boy, did it grab me. I mean, like, grab me, like, sunk its teeth into me. Well put, my friend. That's Thanks. Tiger King on Netflix. Please watch it and tweet <laughs> me or Instagram me and tell me what you thought of Tiger King because I yeah. absolutely loved it. It's going to be a cultural phenomenon. Deal. I believe Barstool Sports is already putting out Tiger King merch. Yeah. Uh, it's, dude, it's a thing. I want you to watch it I will. so bad. I will watch it. Uh, if you want both of us to hear your responses to Tiger King, you can email us at fhccast at gmail.com. If you are very excited that we tried this uh, Pilsner from Moxa, or if you hate us or love us for the matchups that are currently happening in Beer Madness, send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. After uh, you vote. After you vote, of course. You don't have an opinion unless you vote. Correct. I do need to take a break because his muskiness... His, just his eyebrow piercing has been enough for me to need to take a breather. Uh, but when we come back, I say we talk about a film that we have uh, been able to see via streaming because of theaters closing down. Uh, it's called The Hunt, and I think we both have thoughts on it. And we'll share those with you in just a moment. So stick around. Folks, usually at this point in the show, we'd be promoting our friends at the Handlebar, and we'd be telling you to go in for their happy hour, but they are closed because they care about public safety, uh, and you should too. So when they do reopen, we think you should go back in because they will again resume their happy hour. Johnny Summers, what is it? Every single day of the week from 2 to 6, get a dollar off craft beer, half off bottles of wine, all kinds of good stuff. Point is, when they open, get back in there and remind them you love them. Handlebar Chico. Yep, they're at 2070 East 20th Street. Handlebar Chico, go check them out. Support local business. Every year, these liberal elites kidnap a bunch of normal folks like us and hunt us for sport. 
The last I heard, free speech still exists. Don't First Amendment me. It wasn't real. Everybody get out of here! We were joking. There's been a killing spree. You gotta come here right now. You actually believed we were hunting human beings for sport. But you are. We have an opportunity here to teach these people. These are not real people. They're actors. I'm playing an Arab refugee, but I identify as white. I think that's problematic too, in some way. You wanted it to be real, so you decided it was. kind of sick people would even think of something like that white people we're the worst all right that's a trailer for a film called the hunt directed by craig zobel starring betty gilpin who you might recognize if you've seen it from glow and glorious other ladies of wrestling is it glorious or gorgeous i don't remember i think it's gorgeous whatever it's a show on netflix you can check it out glorious is less objectifying that is absolutely true my friend so let's go with that. okay deal uh the film follows 12 strangers who mysteriously wake up in a clearing in the middle of an area referred to only as manor house i'm gonna not laugh yet <laughs> sorry i'm so sorry uh if we were filming a tv show we'd have to retake this because that was uh, a glitch in the fourth wall right there they do not know where they are or how they got there they discover that they have seemingly been chosen to be hunted in a game devised by a group of wealthy liberal elites the group of people chosen, however, are not picked at random, but are chosen based on their conservative agenda. The hunter's sport is derailed when one of the hunted, uh, Crystal, played by Betty Gilpin, fights back. Um, if you're thinking I'm describing The Purge, that's a mistake. I'm not. This is a movie that, at least in its attempts, try to be tries to be funnier than The Purge. We can get into whether or not it achieves it. If you're interested already, uh, you can... Watch it on Amazon Prime. You can rent it. It's one of those movies that was going to be released to theaters, but theaters are closed, so they're offering it up for rental. I only offer you that option now because I can almost assure you that by the time we finish our discussion, you will have no interest in renting this movie. And I think I speak for both of us when I say that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, it was a movie. I was on record a couple of weeks ago saying that it didn't interest me, and I was pulling for it to be better than I assumed it would be. I wanted to watch it just on what I heard it was about. Hadn't read anything about it. Sure. Hadn't seen a trailer. Had no oh, clue. So I was a trailer. I was going in with uh, childlike innocence. Fair, uh, but as all children must, uh, that innocence is crushed as we get older. In this case, it took about an hour and a half, and we were old and wise and jaded. Um, why don't you walk me through kind of your thoughts, including your thought process? I guess we're not going to spoil it yet. We'll get into that stuff later. Mm-hmm. So Go thoughts ahead. and thought process. Yeah, I mean, like uh, as you're watching it, what's yeah. going through your head? Uh, a lot of it was. You know, trying to figure out who's going to be important and then realizing they die immediately. No, that's it's not spoiling. It's not. That's within the first couple minutes of the movie. That said, I did. A, I thought for a minute because it doesn't start off as anything particularly interesting. But when the, when those things happen, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, all right. Like, yeah. Maybe I don't know what this is. Yeah. Pretty quickly, though, it's like, I know. What this yeah. Is. If you want to watch this movie through the lens of like uh, an action movie with some political jokes, um, still doesn't work it's it's rough i mean yeah. yeah betty gilpin's the only good thing about this movie like period front to back um yeah so i watched it with a really open mind and what i came away with was a movie that was really just 
confused about what it wanted to be because it it was trying to be like a political satire comedy horror type action movie already off to a bad start like yeah yeah with with almost nothing to say no exactly and that's the problem is like it wanted to be this and if you're gonna make a political satire and not have uh sharp points you know like and you're just gonna be the whole movie struck me as kind of dull you're like all these people are just cartoon characters yes uh, yep. Of like the worst uh, stereotype of what of they're everything. portraying yeah. they should be, and there was never really any depth to anything, uh, and it really was just kind of like eye service for like actiony type stuff because kind of. the plot was yeah. so muddled and it just didn't get from A to B smoothly. And the whole point of what they were trying to say. What and was the point of what they were trying to say? I don't know. And it's pretty clear from the trailer. Like They're like liberal elites, as they frame it in the movie, are like just the worst. Yeah. And they touch on like cancel culture. Mm. And that's kind of how the whole thing starts. I don't know what that is. I'm so sorry. Oh, it was really? cancel culture. Cancel culture is that you tweeted something stupid or you got caught saying something stupid. Oh, okay. Now you have oh, no job. I see, I see, I see. You're yes. canceled. Sure. You don't have a TV show. You don't have a job. Right. You're irrelevant and unemployed. Sure. So like they touch on that and that kind of is like the motivation for these people. Uh-huh. It's, yeah. Yes. They say it in the trailer. You hear a character saying, um, like, you imagined that we were um, hunting uh the, I don't think they say deplorables in the trailer, but they say it in the movie. Uh, honey, rednecks for sport. And then Betty Gilpin's like, but you are. And I'm like, that's because you made it. I don't know. Yeah. What, well, yeah. you thought we were, and you made it tr- right. true. Like, you just frame your own truth, you you, <sighs> you conservative rednecks. Yeah. And nothing. Nobody has any depth, no. nuance, nothing. I was actually shocked by the time the movie ended. I was like, is it actually like, I can't believe it's over. I feel like there's more that needs to be addressed. And then I thought even one step further and I was like, well, there was nothing really posed as a question. So I guess it can end. Yeah. Why not? (laughs) Exactly. There was never no pendulum to swing. There's a, there's a great line. And I say great with a huge asterisk in this line, but in this movie by, uh, by our main character. And she says, when trying to determine the threat level of these people trying to kill her, she says to another character, we have to figure out if these are smart people pretending to be idiots or idiots pretending to be smart people. And I can't tell you that in the context of the movie, but I can tell you that in the context of the production, these are surely idiots trying to act like smart people. And there's just nothing smart here. Right. <laughs> Which is a huge bummer. I will say again, it's only an hour and a half. Um, the only reason that I am not completely writing this movie off for forever is that on a first viewing, I was curious to see where it went mm-hmm. knowing full well that there was probably nobody behind the steering wheel and there was just a brick that got thrown on the gas pedal. And I'm just in the passenger seat like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. And this car is heading for a cliff really poorly, but I was making chili today. So what else is I going to do? Yeah. It's a great Monday movie. If you've never seen a movie on a Monday, it's <laughs> <I think. laughs> a shining endorsement from our Max Menard. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. There w- there wasn't a lot of depth to it. Like they say, it's was like there any, no, like you're trying, they were trying to be deep and trying to make this political satire, yeah. but it was just like, I've seen smarter political arguments in the comments on YouTube. Sure. Yeah. And that's a cesspool. Like, yeah, there, yeah. there was no valid points. There's not, it's not there even was, like they messed up their point. There's not really a point. No. Uh, there was just these vague uh, yeah, like left isms and right isms. Yeah, like it trying was, to. It's not because you get the impression they are trying to be funny. There mm-hmm. are some clear moments where it's like they're they're writing jokes. Yeah, 
And it's just like, they're not good jokes. Yeah. And even some bad jokes can be funny, but these are both not good and not funny. Yeah. Uh, and I was both surprised and sort of like, well, that makes sense. When I realized that one of the producers was Damon Lindelof of uh, Lost, I'd say fame, but I think it's infamous. Infamy. Uh, infamy. Thank you. Um, just like he also did the leftovers, which I liked, but more misses than, than connections here, I think for this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't actually look up what the director Craig Zobel has done in the past. I literally didn't have the effort to put into it. I just feel like maybe I won't watch those things if I see his name again. Yeah. Which is a shame. Cause again, Betty Gilpin is very good as well as another surprise cameo that happens later, I think was pretty good mm-hmm. for like one speech, but mostly the people in this movie and the movie itself to me were pretty annoying. Yeah. It was just flat. Yeah. Uh, it, nothing about it really like got me going. You know what I mean? Like really fired me up and was like rooting for anyone. Totally. Um, it reminded me a little bit of the horror movie, your next where the main character was a female heroine. It was totally badass, And like, you were so rooting for her mm, the whole movie. Sure. It was like a survival horror movie. Yeah. So kind of very similar to this, but without the political attempted overtones. Um, I would say personally for me, it really made me want to just go back and watch that movie. So if you haven't seen it, just go watch your next. Yeah, it was yep. significantly better uh, in that genre, I would say. But yeah, this yeah. movie it was confused. It was yeah. like um, just it lacked shape and density. It was like it was like a just a ball of putty. Yeah, just, if that. Blah. I just can't get over the ambition and the lack of execution. Like it's like yeah. it's like this movie is trying to be an Olympic sized swimming pool and you dive in head first and it's a kiddie pool. Full of pudding. Just yeah, just gelatinous nonsense. Yeah. Yeah, you know this movie <sighs> got put off. It was actually supposed to come out last September. And they were like, uh, it's not good enough. No, um, right wing groups protested it. And wow. the the president actually got involved and said this movie's gonna cause uh division and chaos. Shut the fuck up. Dead serious. <laughs> this is from a Time article. That's funny. You can read this on Time. You know, it's it is one of those movies that is so um politically um placed in sort of the modern day and socially, like there's Twitter and there's they talk about stuff like that a lot. Yeah. And there's one line about the commander in chief. What do they call him? Oh, the vermin in chief or the someone something wrote it. Like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. Like again, just like a dumb insult, but I can see how that would upset a yeah. couple of people. And yeah, like the, the, for the first 20 minutes of the movie, I was like, that's ge- yeah. Is it, did Generous, it start? Right. Yeah. I was like, sure. is this, there's no plot buildup? Like, Oh, this is it. I okay. think part of my, yeah, right. You're, and that's how the ending feels. It was like, Oh, that's You're it. Like, oh, We're done. Okay. That was right. it. Like, yeah. Cool. Credits. They throw a lot of um, lingo at you that the movie tries to establish as its own. Mannergate's a big one. Mm-hmm. And there's enough of that where I'm like, okay, maybe this will all get explained. And it kind of does, but it's just so unsatisfying. Like, I didn't care in the first place, I guess. Just a, yeah, just a bummer of a movie, really. Yeah. Uh, a couple of good performances, and that's, I think, about all I got for it. Yeah. That's really it, man. I mean, there was some kind of some cool fight scene, combat, hand-to-hand stuff. Uh, yeah, kind of. But even then, it wasn't the greatest it was cool it was fine yeah like there wasn't enough of it to make that a cool part of the movie there were there were like i remember one shot where the there's a like a tackle and mm-hmm. the camera goes from straight up and down to shifting 90 degrees mm-hmm. with the tackle well that's cool yeah it's not a new thing necessarily but then it abandons that quickly enough it's like we'll go back to weird jokes mid-fight and like i don't know yeah like the pausing mid-fight for jokes was like a little too satire yeah like like went too hard and again like it doesn't commit to that the rest of the movie so like what are you trying to go for yeah just pick your lane yeah we're having a silly joke off in a fight to the death yeah what 
I don't know. So then yeah. it becomes like not about the death. There's no stakes then. And it's also the jokes aren't good. Yeah. I don't know. Like I liked watching Betty Gilpin be badass. Yeah. Like, she was a badass and she was, she was fun to watch. Totally. She's got uh, sarcasm and I liked her kind of ribbing people and talking shit in totally. the movie. But as a whole, it was not enough to save it. No. Um, you know, it wasn't an unenjoyable watching experience, but Agreed. it also, it didn't enrich my life in any way in any way it didn't give me mm-hmm. anything Mm-mm. i mean at all all right let's rate it out of 10 two two yeah i gave it a three yeah no it's it's just flat weak mm-hmm. lacking shape yeah. or direction or point and what's the point you know yeah when i'm watching a movie and i ask myself why did they make this or yes. what is this even about yeah. or what is this trying to say uh, and it's not an indie art house film that's like so abstract. Right. Like I, just, I literally watched The Lighthouse last night, which even though it's still a bit above my uh, pay grade, mm-hmm. I also watched High Life again, which was another Robert Pattinson by Claire Denis, um, which is way above my level. Like I still know that there's something being said and yeah. I want to figure out what that is. And here it's like, I'm not even even close to questioning, did I not get it? I, there's nothing to get. Mm-hmm. So yeah, two for you. Three for me. Yeah. That's the hunt. Um, my disclaimer from the beginning, you can watch it if you rent it on Amazon Prime, but it's like 20 bucks. So I'd say don't. Pretty hard don't on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Buy some nice beer. Uh, probably, if you can get your hands on it, the beer that we're going to drink next, mm-hmm. which is a beer from Fair State Brewing. Oh, I should get it. Let's get it out, um, which I've never had. They're, they're a, well, the full name is Fair State Brewing Cooperative in Minneapolis, Minnesota. This is FSB Part 3. Please thank you so much, sir. Uh, it is a 13% macaroon-inspired stout with coconut, chocolate, and vanilla. This is um, going to have a lot to – big shoes to fill, given our very big stout last week, Griffith J. Griffith from Highland Park Brewing. One of the best of all time. One of the best of all time. So have you ever had anything from Fair State before? Yes. You have? Yes. Okay. Uh, can you walk me through sort of your experience with them? And maybe if you've had this, if not, do you have high hopes? Uh, I have had this. Oh, this was actually a beer that I purchased from Tavor. Dope. Uh, and I got several cans of it. I took one to a share. Um, and it was one of those beers that, like, it got opened halfway through a share. And I don't really remember if it was good or not. Oh. So yeah. you know how that goes. I do. Uh, I remember it being a lot. Uh, but I don't remember if that was a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, so I'm looking forward to revisiting it. Uh, I don't remember a lot about it but i know they are a brewery that pops up on tavor if you're into that sort of thing and quite frankly it'd be a good time in the world to get involved in it yeah uh, get have, beer delivered to you and stay yeah. home great time to do it mm-hmm. uh, what do they have on their website so on their website in addition to the description uh the title or the what would that be the, I don't the know. tasting notes or yeah. the, the adjuncts yeah, that's, the that are in thing. this yeah it's on the can here um they say we are ushering in year six of fsb our shape-shifting annual imperial stout this year, we're doing three installments of FSB, all of which are collaborations with Austin Yevne of Forager Brewery. Nice. Uh, Austin is the local pastry master, so you know you're in for a treat in more ways than one. Bring your sweet tooth for FSB Part 3, a macaroon-inspired stout, again, with coconut, chocolate, and vanilla. It sounds nice, but it also sounds almost like a warning to me. Like, heads up. This is going to be really sweet. And we've talked in the past about pastry stouts being more pastry than stout. If I can phrase it that way. It smells like a cookie. Yeah. In a good way or like in a... In a good way, yeah. Okay, good. When, um, when does smelling like cookies bad, man? Gianna's been making cookies a lot. I'm sort oh, of... This, you're like, fuck cookies? I was really hungover after her birthday and like okay. she started making cookies and I think I literally threw up. Oh, wow. It was a bad day. Um, while you're tasting that, the can's really neat. It's got FSB and bright yellow 
in black block letters. It's the 2019 variety. Um, on the bottom, there is a canning date of December 5th, 2019. So we're sitting on about four months of this. Three months. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Three months. Four months? Why can't I figure this out? Oh, we're at the end of March, kind of. So three to four months. Doesn't matter. How does it taste to you, my friend? <laughs> <laughs> it tastes uh, big, man. There's a lot going on here. There are layer upon layer of flavor happening right That's now. That's delicious. I assume it's a thick boy. Mm-hmm. The viscosity's got to be there. Uh, it looks pretty carbonated just based on uh, your glass. That's a thick boy. Yeah. Um, is it overwhelming or is it uh, reassuring and comforting and delicious? Hmm. I'd say it's it's agreeable. Uh, it's it's for sure pastry stout. So, I mean, you kind of get what you sign up for there. Sure. It's definitely sweet. But I'm actually getting different layers of flavor. Like, as it develops in your mouth, you're like, oh, there's some coconut. Oh, cool. Like, little, little vanilla. Mm. Like, oh, there's some chocolate. There's some some roastiness happening. Like... It kind it's really of, nice. While you were speaking, I was actually drinking it, and I I was listening to you and tasting all the things you said. Nice. It's very nice. Yeah, I like to narrate. It was your, great. Your oral experience. That's why you should drink along with us, everybody. That's right. Um, it's good, dude. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is really big. Obviously, we're also drinking it pretty cold. You just pulled it out of the ice chest. Um, I think we've been doing that for the past maybe month or two. Where we any stout we do, we start it pretty cold mm. and let it warm up as we go. I'd say this is not like. Fridge temp? This is like cellar temp. No. Cellar temp's like 55 degrees. This isn't that cold. Wow. Didn't this we have is... a thermometer in here at one point? Uh, I don't know. I think we did that for a couple weeks. Do you have one that you haven't put in your butt? No. That's the only one we have. Mm. Yeah. Shucks. I have it's a just meat... from the vet. I have, a meat... them home. I have a meat thermometer. I could... I don't think it would even pick it up. It would. It really? goes... Yeah. Is that low? Um, I think it's pretty chilly. I think it's going to open up a bit when it warms up a little more. This is probably in the like 60s? 48. To no, what? Well, oh, I went the wrong way. You're totally yeah, right. This is like 48 60. to 55 degrees ish right now. Yeah. I would, I was going to say probably a little bit lower, but there's no sense in debating this because we can't prove it. Um, but I like said, it. If it warms up, do you think you will like it more or less? Do you think it's about where you'd want it? I think it's about where I'd want it. Cause I feel like it's going to get sweeter. Yeah, uh, and with beers like over twelve percent, the warmer they get, they like thicken up, and sometimes yeah. they get better. But That's I true. feel like this one would just get sweeter, and I want some of that that coldness to be make it a little bit more drinkable and just totally. slice through a little bit. I actually think so. Sometimes um, the booziness is what comes out for me, mm-hmm. and I'd be into that. Um, you might notice, Johnny, that I'm taking a picture. Don't you dare move it. You moved it. It's fine. There was. I can still gonna see it. Uh, I'll show you a picture if you feel like it's worthy, which it's of course not. But I felt like the lacing on your beer looked like a looked like an eighth note from music. I don't know what that means. An eighth note? You've seen them? They're like the oh yeah yeah okay. Uh, it kind of looks like it to me. But I'm also just got music on the mind. So I'm trapped inside. Music on the brain, baby. Um, it's really good. It is. It's nice. It's uh, approachable, man. Like for a 13 percent beer, I was expecting yeah. it to be way more like oh. I'm going to need to sip this slowly, but totally. like, no, I could really, I could drink this. Yeah. I think the only time that the alcohol is becoming apparent to me is after I've drank it. It kind of sits in your lower throat slash upper chest region with a bit of heat. It's um, nice though. I almost yeah. get some like almonds, some nuttiness. To yeah. It. I often attribute, I get uh, almond and vanilla kind of mixed up in my brain for some reason. Well, because um, vanilla like extract mm-hmm. kind of tastes mm-hmm. like almond, like artificial almond flavor. Yep. They're very similar. I'm trying to figure out if the sweetness that I am getting up front is just overwhelming enough to mask the alcohol. Mm. And I think that might be what I'm getting, which is a little bit too much, obviously, for me. Yeah. Um, but it's solid. Yeah. I don't get any coconut. I Like, I tasted it maybe a little bit, but 
after after you stopped talking to me and guiding me through it, I lost the couple. You kind of have to look for it. it that's the thing that yeah. might come out more when it warms up. Totally. Uh, for me right now, the spear's it's really good. I'm going to go ahead and rate it. Uh, I'm going to give the spear like a 7-2. Yeah. It's yep. good. It's not great. Um, it's a great beer for Tavor just to get have that's true. dropped off at your house. Like That's pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, I mean, and I remember it being not terribly expensive either. So yeah, it's nice. that's a perk, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, it's something that's interesting. It's big. It'll, it'll get you there. Uh, it's a good after dinner dessert beer. Yes. I'd split the 16 ounce can with someone for sure though. You are with yeah, me. Exactly. Uh, I am going to go with six, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's per, too sweet for you. It is it? too sweet for me. Per, yeah. per usual though, we're going to come back and if, if, at least maybe for me, I've done this in the past, but like if we do drink it as it warms up, I might reevaluate that score. There you go. Um, but for now, I think FSB uh, part three from Fair State Brewing is a, is a six for me, seven more do for you. I think that's totally fine. Uh, get it on to four if you can. Legit. Let's move on to Hot and Bothered. Let's do it. You want to go first? Uh, I went first on Flick Picks. Sure. Okay, great. What's got you hot or bothered, my friend? Uh, Too much bothered in the world. Yeah, so okay. I'm going to stick with that. Yeah. Deal. That we don't need any more bothered. We're all bothered right yeah, now. Who cares? Oh, bother. Oh, bother. So I'm going to stick with the positive. I have been housebound. I had my first taste of being off work. I had a very long weekend. Welcome. And I'm only working like two and a half, three days this week just to just cover essential stuff. So I've got a lot of time on my hands. Sure. Uh, I decided to buy a bunch of liquor. Okay, and then start and the new Spider-Man game. Yeah, uh, not new, but new to me. What store are you going to to buy both of those? I know you're not, but that'd be a great store. That would be. You and buy some WalMarts game. you could do that. The super oh, WalMarts, nice. with, you could get liquor True. and video games. Good point. Some of them you can get like a haircut. Is that real? Oh, I got a pedicure in a Walmart once. There you go. Like Fred Meyer's up in Oregon, you can like do your taxes, get a haircut. There's a daycare in there. Cool. There's a who's, but- who's butcher that? shop. Fred Myers? Fred Myers, it's a chain store. It's like oh, Walmart, it's but bigger. Cool. Not bigger, but bigger. like bigger in size. Some of them are giant. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, I got the new Spider-Man, got the game of the year edition with the downloadable content. It's on PS4. It's an yeah. open world. It's so fun. It's so fun. I've been super addicted to that. Yeah. Um, spent many, many hours on that this weekend. And uh, it's really fun to get super addicted to a video game and, and lose yourself in yeah. that again. Uh, I played through a couple games recently, front to back, that were really game changers for me that made me want to get back into like platforming style video mm-hmm. games and stuff like that. So this has been a really fun, fun game. Been having yeah. fun messing around with it. We talked last week um, about sort of our transitioning between studios over the past couple years. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned a friend of ours that had to live with us after he lost uh, his living situation in the fire mm-hmm. last year. Um, and he had a PS4 and he had that game, mm-hmm. which is the only way I know this game. But I was telling you like, Oh, it's great. Like, it's it's so much fun. It's real fun. Uh, plus, like, Spider-Man's so cool. Like, half the fun, like you pointed out, is just swinging through New York City as Spider-Man. Yeah. The the mechanics of the way the character moves in this particular version of the game is just really, really fun. Mm-hmm. There's some really cool features of... It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like game we could nerd out on it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very fun. I'm glad you're playing it. If it's you fun. like video games and you haven't played it somehow, yes. and you have a ton of time to kill... Which you might. We think you probably do. Yeah, well, you, if you're like anything like us, you do. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah, and also Doom Eternal just came out, so I'm gonna have to pick that up after I'm done with this one. Doom Eternal is also a video game based on other video games, based on a movie, or is the movie based? The on movie's it? based on the because there's another Doom coming out this year. Uh, nope, I'm thinking of Dune. I'm mm-hmm. so sorry. Yeah, which is also a video game, or no? I don't think so. Okay, but Doom is. Yep. Well, it's basically 
unassembles everything that I had. Fair enough. About to transition into. So forget it. Play Doom if you want. And you were mentioning music, and it reminded me of a musical thing that I did. Oh, yeah. You said, go ahead. I learned a riff, man. I've been listening to the band Sleep uh, for many, many years. And I've always just loved, there's many riffs from them. What tuning is your guitar in for uh, this one? C standard. Yeah. Two whole steps down. Just Just grimy. Nasty, fuzzy, sexual. Yeah. I love it. You've played it. Yeah. You you got some fucking grooves out of it. Yeah. If if you're playing a grimy ass, you just freaking just sit into it. It's Mm -hmm. great. Yeah. Yeah. I saw some pelvic thrusts happen when you you played it. You had to. You had to. Uh, But there's a song from them, the band Sleep, called uh, Dragonaut. Sorry? Dragonaut. Dragonaut. D-R-A-G-O-N-A-U-T. Dragonaut, a guy that rides a dragon into space. Uh, no, it's an astronaut with like a breathing apparatus that just pumps weed into his head. Oh. Yeah. They've got, like, type in Dragonaut on like the interwebs and you'll see this character that they've like kind of made famous slash come up with. Uh, and it's this like... You stop talking. Sorry. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> I got distracted. You. Um yeah, it's like this cool looking like wizardy strange outer space creature with like a back- It is this one or no? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there's been multiple incarnations of the Dragonaut and like people dress up as him and play their riffs. It's really fun. I don't like I don't like four-legged dragons. I don't like dragons with full frontal arms. Those are that's almost like a griffin. Yeah, I don't like that. It's that's, they're too they're already pretty smart dragons are. Imagine don't, they don't yeah. get to have that it's not fair. Yeah. You know. But to be fair though, to be fair. It's it is a dragon in space, so mm-hmm. I wasn't totally wrong. Yeah, you're not off track. But the yeah, so there's there's a whole bunch to it. But yeah, okay. this riff's just epic and like super almost bluesy yes slash like stoner doom do you want to hear it i absolutely do, do you want yeah, to hear it? i'm gonna plug my thing in let's, yeah well uh okay uh what's really quick before we play it uh what's the album what's the song it's called dragonaut from the album holy mountain from the 1992 record sleep So that's that's intense. Dragonaut from Holy Mountain. Got it. Holy Mountain. Yeah. Cool. So I love that riff, and all the tab online mm-hmm. sucked. That's and it didn't worst. sound right. Yeah, yeah. So I went old school, man. I just, just did it by ear. Did it by ear. Nice. Did and, you write it down? Uh, no, I should tab it out. You should because I could get the right one. I could tab it out way better than those fools on totally pro tab or whatever. Isn't it the worst? Like you find a, a tab that's really highly rated and you look at it and it's like, that's so not right. And like the one, they were missing notes completely. Yeah. There's yeah. a doom, 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 and they left out yeah. the doom. And I'm like, sure. dude, there's my, a doom. My favorite ones are like, when it's like, these are, here's the chords. It's mostly right. And then people are just like, all right, cool. Yeah. And then five stars. And then that's what I click in the middle of a break uh, on a gig. And I'm like, yeah, I can learn the song. Mm-hmm. And I go to play it live, and it's just a nightmare. Yeah. So I don't do that anymore. Yeah, and also that song does break down into exactly what you think of sleep. Sure. I don't know if you Okay, cool. Heard. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Right. But there is a very I think I was thinking of Electric Wizard. Yeah. But same same vibe, yeah? Same genre? Or not yeah, really? very same genre. Very, like, doom metal-y kind of stuff? Stoner, doom yeah. metal. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I was saying uh, off the air uh, just now that is like I thought it was a lot more sparse, like... Um, like droney. Yeah, like yeah. droney and, like, sonically dense, just like... Like a mm-hmm. symbol going. 
some of their stuff is like a lot of their older stuff was like more blues riff based almost yeah, cool um and then like some of matt pike's other stuff um like high on fire is almost um like thrash metal hmm. they're very like motorhead inspired oh, okay so very heavy fast yeah. riff based yeah but yeah some asleep stuff is like that where it's like just boom yeah boom yeah. <laughs> super fun to just space yeah, out and listen to fun. yeah completely well, sober that's the best way of course absolutely it's the only way you should yeah. um kids what's got you hot though that's enough about uh, me sure. and my nonsense bullshit weekend. okay um so i've yeah i mean i have watched a lot of movies as you pointed out i, also, I saw like um i saw jumanji the, the newest one that uh was called chapter two or level there's two or keeping it alive whatever or, yeah it's the best the best one's still the original it's it's there's no good around like that. original with robin williams 100 yes. um i Which don't know we are living in pretty now? much who knows yeah um so we watched that um i watched something else oh i told i told you also off air or was it on air i watched high life claire Denis. it was on air so lots of movies is the point stuck inside um and gianna's been really good about like making dinner and, and she went grocery shopping for like the next two weeks but i made Making chili apparently once a week. Chili Monday like month. Yeah, I think last week it was. Uh, did I have chili last week when you were here? We did it on Friday. It was a weird week. Maybe. Yeah, you Thursday. did. So mostly no, you chili. did because yeah. uh, Gal was here. And oh yeah, 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 right. Ate right. it out of a tiny right. bowl. Yeah. Um. So I've been trying to get my chili down. I've never been a guy that makes chili. I like chili. It's good. Um. But the, for some reason, the past four weeks, I'm like, I'm gonna make chili. Well, it's because the chili cook off. That's probably what inspired it. Yeah, I 100%. tried yours and I tried Nick Lands and I tried a bunch of people's. Yeah, and you're um, like, hey, it's like let's do this. Yeah. Um. So I've tried it. I tried a vegetarian the first time. Then I put some ground turkey in it, which is pretty standard. And then I tried like steak cubes, which was weird. Um. And I'm back to chili mm. with corn this time. Okay. It's really good. I think flavor wise, after you helped me the first or second time, I really have a good flavor going. Nice. Which I think is like the best, the, the most important part. Hell yeah! You almost have to apparently. It seems like you're over seasoning. For like you, you said I was under seasoning the first time. No, oh, but I to get it right. Yep. Like when you're doing, yeah. when you're adding enough, it feels like too much. Because you're, I mean, that's what I. That was my thing. Like I'm making so much of it. Like yeah. you're seasoning because you're seasoning for like twelve portions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like we added, I think we use the normal salt, the iodized salt. There was a cut in you. I'm you like, added a bunch, and you're like, hey, tell me when to stop. And you're like, keep it, up, and keep I'm, it up, keep it up. So I put a bunch of salt in this time, or at least the normal amount. Um, I added a little more chili powder. I dialed back my serrano pepper. Uh, added a tiny bit more brown sugar. I'm not gonna give away all my recipe here. Right. Why, why bother? Um, but before you leave, please try it. It's I will. Good. Have you messed with hominy at all yet? No, not yet. Nick Land taught me the secret. Right Did he, yeah, yep. that's the thing. Oh, it's so good. The other tricky thing is that John went to the grocery store again to get a couple things. She was like, "Hey, make chili again." I was like, "All right, you got to get these things." They were out of black beans, so I made this chili without black beans, which is sort of a weird move, at least for me, because the past three have all had black beans. It's kind of the foundation of the bean mm. uh, profile. Yep. But this time I use kidney beans, okay. um, uh, white cannellini beans, mm-hmm. and um, white cannellini beans are fantastic. They're really good, uh, and then pinto beans. Nice. Uh, so that's fine. And I also, yeah, I can did turkey. Yeah, as long as you're not having to use really wonky stuff. I mean, yeah. like the kidney, anything that that shape and that's yeah, dark. Right, right, it's gonna be. I was somewhere. like, I have garbanzo beans. <laughs> yeah, I was like, don't do that. Chickpea chili. Yeah, jeez. Why is just, this? That's just curry at that point. It's just yeah. like it's Texas tastes, curry. It tastes like hummus. <laughs> Uh, so uh, yeah, that's my that's my hottest week, man. That's uh, awesome because it actually did make it's a little spicy, but it's tolerable. Okay, and it's like an enjoyable spice rather than like I can't eat this very much. Nice. I look forward to trying it because yeah, indeed, it's too spicy ruin your day. Yeah, agreed. I didn't want to try it. Day. Yeah, I didn't yeah. want to try it before we started tasting. Just beers. in case, <laughs> but I'm gonna try it after. Good. Okay. Well, that is hot and bothered. I think unless you have anything else. 
Bro, if I had anything else, we'd have to start another podcast. Fair. You want to jump into the danger zone real quick? I have like two things I want to say. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's do it, and then let's wrap this sucker up. Why don't you say danger zone the cool way that you always say it? Danger zone. Danger zone. Danger zone. Danger zone. Okay. We're here in the danger zone. Thank you so much. I don't know how you do that with your vocal cords every week, but it's pretty astounding to me. I'm a wizard. <laughs> An electric wizard? Yes. Um. So... Once again, if for some reason you're really dying to see The Hunt, you haven't yet, we're going to spoil some stuff. That's it. Starts off with a pretty intense cast of people. Mm-hmm. Emma Roberts, that guy from uh, that show mm-hmm. that Gianna really likes. Uh, let me just look it up. My name is Earl? No, she doesn't like My Name is Earl. I don't know. You know, it's the one with... Um, the Bachelor? No. <laughs> it's like completely the opposite of uh, her taste right now. Uh, you know... The Bachelorette? No. Let me just think of it real quick. Why not? We got nothing to do. Yeah. What is it? A Netflix show. This is us. Oh, it's a great show. Uh, is the it? dude that plays. It's a great show. Should I watch it? Yes. Yeah. Will yes. I cry a lot every uh, episode? Well, yeah. There's a good chance. Okay. But it's so good. I'm into that right now, though. I Why like not? being vulnerable. Um. But the guy from This Is Us was also in this. Uh, his name is what I'm going to look up right now. Why didn't the- you look up the cast of this and not the cast of This Is Us? Because I wouldn't be able to pick out his name. But uh, if I see his picture, which is right here, Justin Hartley. Okay. Uh, is who he's in this. Also, Sterling K. Brown is in This Is Us. He cries in every episode. So if he does, I do. That's kind of my rule. Yeah. Powerful black man crying. I'm. It's got me every Dude, time. Sterling K. Brown is like. Did you he, just call him Sterling K. Brown? Sterling K. Brown is like, he's so good in this. I don't know. I've seen him in something else too. You've I seen him like. in Black Panther for sure. Yeah. Um, he was a cop too in something. Was he? I feel like, yeah. Let's find out what it was, shall we? Yep. Uh, filmography. Here it is. Um, any of this look familiar to you? Already at brother. Yeah, already at brother. He was Officer Coleman. Oh, look at that. Yeah. All right. I don't think I ever saw that. Is that Paul Rudd? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, He's been in a bunch of good stuff. Sure. Uh, so, great cast. Most of them get killed off. Like instantly. Yes. Which like, I poof. thought I was referencing earlier. Like, that's a cool move. Like, maybe I don't know what this movie is. And then it quickly devolves into like, okay, this movie's nothing. Yeah. But I did for a minute have my hopes uh, inflated. Yeah. I also alluded to a surprise cameo. That person was Hillary Swank. What do you think of Hillary Swank in this? Well, I, I, she was fine. Okay. She played right. another just uh, person without form. Just super annoying. Yeah. But I, I thought she did a good job. Like she gets a whole monologue in her kitchen while making a Gruyere grilled cheese, of yeah. course. I mean, quite frankly, she maybe taught us the most important lesson of all time. Office reference coming up. Maybe. No. And that's to cut tomatoes with a bread knife. I actually took that to heart. I was like, is right? That, is that a thing that I'm like, doing? <laughs> and I Googled it immediately yeah. after and it's a thing. Yeah. So if nothing else we take away from this movie, I think that's to cut yeah. tomatoes with a bread knife. Yeah, if that's a twenty dollar tip to you, rent it on Amazon, right? Although I guess you just heard it here, so never mind. Saved you twenty dollars. You're saved welcome. You 20 bucks. Give Donate us to Patreon. Hey, give us ten. You <laughs> yeah. just saved ten dollars. Yeah. Um, those are the two things I wanted to talk about. I think. Okay. Do you have anything else you want to add about this movie? Um, they tried to throw in. Uh, literature references. God. At the very and that end. was nauseating. <laughs> I know, man. And like the whole, um, you know what it reminded me of? Let me set up the scene real quick. At the very end, uh, Hillary Swank, Betty Gilpin are fighting. They're, they're the, the, the equivalents of just basic redneckery and uptight eliteness. They mm-hmm. fight each other to the death. She's, uh, Hillary Swank is even fighting in yoga pants. Correct. 
and like catching precious bottles of wine and eating cheese, whatever. Yeah. It's liberal stuff apparently. Yeah. Um, and at the very end, they have this bonding moment right before Hillary Swank dies. And she's like, you've read animal farm, a book by an author. And then Betty Gibbons like, yes, ma'am, whatever. It reminded me of that scene in Batman versus Superman. Uh, I don't know how familiar you are with this movie, but it sticks out to me because it's so bad. It's right when Batman and Superman are beating the shit out of each other, per the name of the movie. And Superman is losing, and he's like, save Martha. And then Batman's like, what did you say? He And Superman's like, save Martha. He's like, Martha's my mom's name. He's like, that's my mom's name, too. And then they're like, oh, I guess we're friends because Martha. And then that's what this scene was like in this movie. Yeah. It's like, that's not a reason. No, and also like that was a really common, common and famous book. Like, yeah, Animal. Like everybody like, read that. That went. You didn't even go to high school when you read it. it yeah. Like, well, I read it like last year. Oh well, for the first better time. late than never. Yeah. Yeah, it's, read the Bible a bunch though. Oh, fair enough, man. Yeah. Um, it's like that's a that's I think that's the only that's the only book that you have to read if you're homeschooled. Yeah. That's like the, that's it. That's it. How you got your science uh, geography? That, um, Little House on the Prairie. Oh, a little sure. Bit. Yep. Sure. Yeah. Yep, just good wholesome family fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, this is a it was a it was a rough one. This is, I think, one of the worst movies I've seen all year. Yeah. Certainly all year. I've been in the past year. Worst movie of the year so far. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm, I had fun with it. It's been a fun episode. Yeah, it's funny. It was like one of the worst movies I've seen in a long time, but I didn't hate watching it. Yeah, that's the it's only really reason weird. it's not like a like. Why didn't yeah. I hate watching it? I don't know. It was filled with hope. Maybe. maybe. Yeah, maybe. Also, some of the action. I think it was just hard enough to figure out what was going on the whole time as far as like geography and logistics. Did you think for forever that because like, there's that whole thing where you're like, oh, we're not in Alabama. We're in um, Croatia. Yeah. I thought that was bullshit for a while, too. I did, too. And then they had to explain. They're like, so we built that whole gas station to look like Alabama. I was like, OK, there's no reason I would have known that. So thank yeah. you for explaining it. To right. Me. Yeah, I think there was just enough of that to keep you like paying attention. Totally, like you don't realize there's no uh, context for any of this until the end when it's over. So I'm, I was at least constantly being like, "All right, what's the next thread that I need to figure out?" And it yeah. turns out none of it none makes of it. much sense. And they'll tell you by the end, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, a movie that somehow gets worse uh, in hindsight. Yeah, you were saying uh, Lost Girls. You were the movie started out with like a narrative sort of. Um, one of the greatest like, unsolved, unsolved mysteries. <laughs> and I'm like, like, yeah, it's like, a, well, this is right. a mystery movie. Yeah. yeah. Don't let me know. It's they could have said that with this, like one of the the worst doesn't matter what happens mysteries. And I'd be like, all right, I probably wouldn't have watched it, but yeah, at least I would have known. Oh, I almost turned off lost girls after that. Really? Oh, I, I was yeah, texting you during, right, I was yeah. like, what kind I was so mad. I was yeah. blood red mad. Like what kind of mystery movie leads with this is an unsolved mystery. Was it your impression that that was them saying that even by the by the end of the movie it would not be solved? Is that kind of what it was getting? No, at? that was like a this because I kind of knew it was based on a true story because it says it in the description. Right. So to me, that's them saying this is just an unsolved mystery. Here's a story of what happened up well, to a certain that's point. Fine, you already kind of knew that going in. Well, you hear based on a true story you should be left with the suspense of maybe there's a conclusion. Oh, right. Okay. So, so they were saying like by the end, the, the end of the movie. Oh yeah. It was told, a blanket okay. statement like this. Got it. The movie you're about to watch is an unsolved mystery. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> Versus like right now it's unsolved, but by the end. Yeah. And it wasn't like that. And spoiler alert for that movie. Yeah. It wasn't solved. Yeah. So they really just ruined it right so at the beginning. a good story to tell, I guess, about sex trading. That's, yeah. you know. 
my, the biggest unsolved mystery is why people keep doing this. Stop doing sex trading or trafficking if you're doing that. No, I mean, sex work. No, I'll keep le- it going. No, sex work is legitimate. It's, sex it's, work is legit. I yeah. thought it was about uh, women being sold into the sex no, life. No, it was about trade. murder. Oh, well, let's stop doing that too. Yeah. Okay. I guess we're good on this movie. <laughs> what a weird, not a weird movie, man. Hey, man, stop doing murder. Um, yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're an elite liberal trying to murder deplorables. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, as usual, the show wouldn't be what it is without the support of Bailey Minardi. A uh, couple last minute uh, reminders. Go vote in Beer Madness. The Sweet 16 is up until March 30th. Hoo-ah. Send us an email if you have thoughts on anything we've covered today or what you want us to cover in the future or what you're watching, fhccast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Fresh Hop Cinema, Facebook at Fresh Hop Cinema Pod. Find me and Johnny both separately, but together uh, on Letterboxd and Untapped. I think that is about it. That's right. Okay. And remember, I, I posted it the other day, too. If you've listened this far, participate. Please. Uh, if you're drinking something on Instagram or you're taking pictures of your cats or whatever, let us know what you're yeah. doing on quarantine. Tag us at Fresh Hop Cinema so we can share it. We're all in this together. Yep. Stay at home. Wash your hands. Love each other. And don't be a weird hoarder. In the meantime, we are going to log off here and go to our Patreon account and record some sweet, sweet fire bonus content. Hot fire. Do you have any ideas what we should do yet? Got a few. Okay, cool. If you're interested in that sort of thing, if you are stuck at home and you want some more content, check out patreon.com. It's an easy way to give us like a buck a month if you want and get access to new stuff, interact with us more, get invites to events, maybe in the future. Uh, and also, oh, there'll stuff. be events in the future. Yeah, yeah for sure. This will. is all going to blow over someday. We'll be back to full strength. That's Johnny Summers. That's Max Minardi. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. This is Fresh Hop Cinema.